from the corner of 16th and Peachtree Street, right next to the High Museum of Art in Midtown Atlanta. Welcome to the First Presbyterian Church. I'm Senior Pastor Tony Sundermeyer, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. And I would invite you now to join us in the worship of God. My name is Mary Ellen Vianne, and I'm an elder here currently serving on the session. On this Christ the King Sunday, please join me with the call to worship printed in your bulletin. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is awesome, a great king over all the earth. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with psalm. Listen to God's world, word. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks from, which, from when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the water courses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountains heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Continue on verse 20. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord God, will be their God, and my servant David will be a prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament lesson comes to us from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. If you'd like to read along with us, it can be found on page 27 of your pew Bible. Let us listen now for God's word to us today. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people from one another 
as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger or, and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are cursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This too is the word of the Lord. I invite you to pray with me. Let us pray together. Holy and gracious God, we thank you for allowing us to be in this sacred space this morning. We pray that you would touch our ears as well as our hearts, that we might hear your word being proclaimed, your word to us today. And may the words of our mouths and the meditations of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O King and our Redeemer. Amen. Friends, nearly a century ago, citizens of our nation declared their period of time as the decade of the Roaring Twenties. For many in society at that time were enjoying great economic prosperity and much carefree living. Many companies were expanding, workers are experiencing wage increases, and people are excited about new jobs being created. After World War I, the United States is clearly recognized as its own country, rather than being simply another British colony. However, to the people in the church world at that time, 
it appears that many are losing themselves to the rise of secular living rather than remaining loyal to the church. Their loss of interest in the church means that they have knowingly or unknowingly made a decision to allow another king to come into their life. We all know that to have a king means that we have a male person who is ruler over all that we do. When we make decisions in our lives, it is based on the laws of our king. The king is the one who dictates to us what is proper and appropriate for our actions and for our words, including how we treat each other, how we distribute our finances, and certainly how we spend our time. If our time is spent serving another king, then we're found guilty of committing treason against our Lord. One of these concerned Christians happens to be Pope Pius XI. He is not only known for his motto, the peace of Christ and the kingdom of Christ, but he's also responsible for establishing the day that we now call Christ the King Sunday, which happens to be today. Throughout his papacy, Pope Pius XI makes a distinct call for loyalty to the head of the church, Christ. As evidenced in his writing on the first Christ the King Sunday, he writes in the first encyclical letter, which we addressed at the beginning of our pontificate, to the bishops of the universal church, we refer to the chief causes of difficulties under which mankind was laboring. And we remember saying that these manifold evils in the world were due to the fact that the majority of men had thrust Jesus Christ and his holy law out of their lives that these had no place either in private affairs or in politics. And we said further that as long as individuals and states refused to submit to the rule of our Savior, there would be no really hopeful prospect of a lasting peace among nations. Men must look for the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ. And that we promise to do as far as lay in our power. In the kingdom of Christ, that is, it seemed to us that peace could not be more effectually restored nor fixed upon a firmer basis than to indulge the hope of a brighter future at the sight of a more widespread and keener interest evidenced in Christ and his church the one source of salvation, a sign that men who had formerly spurned the rule of our Redeemer and had exiled themselves from his kingdom were preparing and even hastening to return to the duty of obedience. Yes, Pope Pius XI was sincere and serious about the reign of Christ in our lives. And since this is Christ the King Sunday, perhaps 
we all as members of the kingdom could take a time for us to examine ourselves and identify the real king in our lives today. Just a few weeks ago, some members of the Presbyterian Intercultural Network and the Presbyterian Intercultural Young Adult Network traveled to Louisville to enter into dialogue at the invitation of Racial, Ethnic, and Women's Ministries of PCUSA. The discussion focused on the realities of our lives together within the Presbyterian Church and how we might live more faithfully in this intercultural world. The discussions continue with the hope of declaring a decade of intercultural transformation within the church. It is as if Ezekiel is speaking directly to us today. There is a movement of the Holy Spirit reforming God's people from around the world into one place, the kingdom of God. Ezekiel writes, I myself will search for my sheep and I will seek them out as shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep. So I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on the day of clouds and thick darkness. This promise of God's divine intervention to rescue God's people is truly good news for all who belong to God's kingdom. It is through this movement that people who have been estranged from one another will be reconnected. No doubt the estrangement period was caused by various reasons that made the days dark. It is during those days that people who looked like me were kept at bay by unjust laws that said women and minorities had no place in leadership, even in the kingdom. Unfortunately, there is still a struggle going on that wants the days to remain in darkness. Yet the shepherd has not changed. The shepherd is still looking for the scattered sheep and desires restoration and reunion of those who belong in the kingdom. You see, during the estrangement period, there is a lack of communication. It is similar to a married couple. When communication stops, the relationship begins to suffer. However, if one person allows the spirit of love to cause them to reach out to the other, regardless of the reason for the separation, reconciliation can take place. Perhaps the separation has been caused by a lack of education. Those of us who work with persons experiencing homelessness see this type of separation on a regular basis. Oftentimes, labels and misconceptions cause us to avoid conversations with persons who differ from ourselves because we see difference as something to fear rather than something that we seek to understand.
Why are we seeing the numbers of young people experiencing homelessness increase rather than decrease? Once we begin to understand our similarities and our differences, we can more effectively communicate with each other. Pope Pius XI begins concluding his circular letter with the reminder of the importance of the church's mission beyond its own boundaries. He further states these words, for the fulfillment of the plan of which we have spoken, the holy year which is now speeding to its close offers the best possible opportunity for during this year, the God of mercy has raised the minds and hearts of the faithful to the consideration of heavenly blessings, which are above all understanding, has either restored them once more to his grace or are inciting them anew to strive for higher gifts has set their feet more firmly in the path of righteousness, whether therefore we consider the many prayers that have been addressed to us or look to the events of the Jubilee year just past, we have every reason to think that the desired moment has at length arrived for enjoining that Christ be venerated by a special feast as king of all mankind. This joyous feast of Christ the King Sunday, which usually precedes another joyous feast in our country called Thanksgiving Day, it provides us with the perfect time to reflect on how we are reaching out not only to those near, but also to those who are across the seas. Through our global ministries, some of us recently had the privilege of participating in the 50th anniversary of the Mount Olivet Boys Home. We have served as partners to this home for nearly 15 years. And it has been an exciting adventure to see that when we initially started working with the boys at the home, we saw that their needs for basic clothing and health care were great and challenging. However, each year, as we continue to communicate with the leaders in the United Church of Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, and respond to the needs that they identify that we can accommodate, we begin seeing a change. This year, we see that there are more people involved with the home than ever before. Not only have the conditions of the home changed, but the conditions of the boys have changed. They each have the clothing they need to attend school and church. Thanks to many other people and organizations, and we cannot omit thanking the Jamaican sprinter, Usain Bolt, who also grew up in a home, a foster home himself. 
the one who is now called the fastest man in the world after winning three gold medals uh, at the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing, China, and becoming the first man in Olympic history to win both the 100 and 200 meter races in record times. Bolt has established a foundation that has placed a nice sports field right on the grounds of the Mount Olivet Boys home. And this year, during the celebration of the 50th anniversary, we heard a commitment for a new home in which the boys will reside. His commitments have surpassed any of our expectations when we started this partnership. And now, one of the five-year-old boys, one who was five years old when we first met him, and Nancy Peterson has a picture of him in our lap, reading to him and another one of the boys, we now see him grown up as a young man attending the university. And not only is he attending the university, but he's also running the 100-meter race. And his trainer is the very same trainer of Usain Bolt. How awesome is our God. All it takes is our willingness to be involved, be active, do our little part, reach across the lines and communicate with each other. Oh yes, when we allow the King's spirit of love to saturate our hearts and the oil of gladness which eases us up out of our comfort zones so we can follow Christ into the world today. Those dark days of prejudice, those dark days of abuse, the dark days of misunderstanding and unforgiveness and self-centeredness, and all those things that have caused the disconnection, those things are transformed into a place of healing, a place of wholeness. It is a place within the kingdom of God. And as Teresa of Avila reminds us, Christ has no body now on earth but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are Christ's body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Amen.
go forth from this place remembering that you are members of the body of Christ. And may the grace, mercy, and peace of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us all and remain with us always. Amen.